Now, some very sad news from yesterday. Phil Kingsley-Jones, who I suppose if people in New Zealand remember Phil, and they should remember him kindly, it was as the manager of Jonah Lomond. Mm. And Phil Kingsley-Jones has actually a major, major part to play in New Zealand rugby because without Phil, as I write in the Herald today, the fact is that Jonah would have played most of his uh, football career in the NRL in Australia. Right. Because what happened to you, I'm sure you remember, so Jonah got... So first of all, Phil Kingsley-Jones was working for the county's rugby union um, and as a coaching coordinator. And he saw Jonah playing. He was in, he was in the forwards then, Jonah. He saw Jonah playing at Wesley College. He was so impressed with him that he you know, took him under his wing a bit mm. and became... To all intents and purposes, very much a father figure to Jonah Lomu. Yeah. He really did. And that was a genuine relationship, wasn't it? There were some people that were sort of cynical initially, said that Phil was, you know, had an eye on the main prize, which was cash, but that wasn't true. No, 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 no not at all. And, and especially in the early days, there was no money involved whatsoever. Yeah. So come Jonah turns 19 and he's now moved to the wing and he plays two test matches against France in 1994, one in Christchurch, one in Auckland. That's right. And to be blunt, he is exposed his, because he's a novice on the wing. He's mm. exposed very badly, and he's dropped by the All Black Selectors. Roll around to 1995, the following year, and at the training camps, because what Phil Kingsley-Jones realised, and Jonah knew, but the All Black Selectors didn't know, Jonah was already having problems with his kidneys, which would eventually tragically cost him his life at such an early age. From as early as that? From as early as 1995. Oh, gosh. So Jonah was really struggling because they had these training camps over that summer in in the um, very early January, February in 1995. And it got to the point there was a charity game on the the West Coast in Greymouth. And after that game, Laurie Maines, the All Black coach, and Brian Lahore, who was the campaign manager got Jonah aside and said, look, if we were picking a team now to go to the World Cup, you won't be in it. You wouldn't be in it because you're not fit enough. You've got to get fitter. Jonah was that distraught. He rang rang Phil Kingsley-Jones at four o'clock the following morning in tears and said, that's it, bugger it. I want you to be my manager and I want you to sign me up that offer from Canterbury Bankstown, which was for, I believe, around $300,000. I want that contract signed and bugger rugby. They've jerked me, so I don't want to get involved in it anymore. Phil Kingsley-Jones basically talked him down and amongst other things, very famously said, I want you to continue with rugby and I will act as your manager, but I'll only act as your, as your manager on the condition that when you get back in the All Blacks, you give me your All Black jersey. That's right. I remember him telling that story, Phil. I heard him speak once and he told that story and, he, and that came to pass, didn't and it? And that's exactly what came to pass because in 1995, Jonah Lomo, of course, went to the Rugby World Cup, became absolutely the biggest superstar in the history of world rugby, not just New Zealand rugby. Yeah, agreed. He was a major reason why Rupert Murdoch uh, ponied up $555 million US dollars to actually sign uh, Southern Hemisphere Rugby to go professional. And Murdoch said to his, the guy that he was negotiating with, if you can't get the big guy, that's Jonah, I'm not going to sign the deal. Lomu was a key guy in signing that professional deal. And so taking it one step back, that wouldn't have happened if it hadn't been for Phil Kingsley-Jones because Jonah wouldn't have been playing rugby union, he would have been playing rugby league. Very funny man, wasn't he? He was. He and, he and Stu Wilson in the 1990s, um, they used to do a double act. And mm. I, I doubt there's a rugby club or a cosy club or an RSA in the whole of New Zealand they didn't play in. And they sold mm. it everywhere they went. They put out five books of jokes, I, and every single one was a massive bestseller. I've got one of them. Yeah, they had a lot of jokes. And I mean, <laughs> Some know, of the jokes would possibly not work today. You know, it's amazing how we've changed. I, um, think, I, I, think, I, well, yeah, I think I could do this one joke that I always remembered was that um, two Thames Valley props wake up in bed together and one says the other, I'm not so keen on this wife swapping. 
<laughs> so that was one of Phil's jokes. And I mean, Phil, so, so Phil was a man of, of many talents. He also had an enormous amount to do with Counties Monaco Rugby Union and was so well respected there, both working with coaching, but also helping with sponsorship and the business side of it, that the lounge at their home stadium in Pukekohe uh, is named after him. And I understand that the County's Monaco Steelers for the rest of the Mitre 10 Cup this year will play in jerseys with Phil's initials on them, which I think is a tremendous tribute. And I must say um, that his his wife, his widow, is an absolutely lovely, lovely woman who I've had the privilege of meeting a couple of times. And, and my heart goes out to her and to all of his family and to yeah. all of those people who came in touch with Phil and to all the people that loved him. Very much well said. He was yeah, Jonah's manager for 10 years until 2004. He was only 72, and not that we want to go into great detail here, Phil, but did, did Phil Kingsley-Jones have a fall and didn't recover from the fall? He apparently had a fall some time ago, and he, it, it had some heart issues for quite a while. You know? Right. So, yeah, so tragically, he passed away yesterday. 72 years old, Phil Kingsley-Jones.